and welcome to Homespun Wisdom Talks with My Neighbour, with myself, Sarah Sharman. And once again, I'm here with Daniel Confino. Hey, hello, Sarah. Hello. I'm delighted to be with you in, in actually quite a sensitive location, I have to say. Yes, indeed. You've not admitted me to your bedroom before. <gasps> Ooh, is that too much information? You may be. But the reason being is we are working in a very busy home studio. We've got dance classes happening next door. We had a, a dressmaking yeah. session going we've, on. We've been, we've been moved from pillar to post. Yes. But I was in the bathroom doing an audition yeah. just so before. Look, now, now, I'm, um, now I'm in, you know, the holy of holies mm. and I can actually take it all in for the first time. Can I just ask you what that sign above your bed means? You know, the one that says, this bed is not for sleeping. <laughs> I thought you were looking at the clapperboard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I was trying to get your son in here, but look. Just <laughs> you, you have so wrecked your chances now. I hope he doesn't listen to this. <gasps> I don't think he does, so it's fine. <laughs> I wouldn't have said it otherwise. Well, you know, I, I, I was thinking only the other day that how brave my wife, Jane, is to let me spend so much time with such a beautiful young actress. But then, of course, she has the reassurance of knowing what we talked about. Because yes. it's here. It is well, at least, here. You know, from when we put the microphone on. And she doesn't really know what happens before or, or well, after. Well, she can do the time calculations. Because if you leave at a certain time and then you have an allowance for tea on arrival, <laughs> then straight into a 40-minute. Well, you know. I mean, how long you get for a cup of tea is, is actually variable. There used to be trade union discussions, you know, where they would have a tea break and they had to agree that it was 15 minutes right. for a tea break. I mean, what, what do you think? 15? Yeah, 15 right? minutes is fine. Yeah. But mean, then that's really just for tea because when they do do 15 minute ones, you'll have your tea, get talking to someone and then you don't have time to go to the toilet. Yeah. But so maybe 20 minutes. And this is a really bad segue, Sarah. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you see somebody sitting alone nursing a cup of tea, don't you? You know, they're sort of, maybe they're cupping the sides of it like a mug with both hands looking down into the reflection, pondering. Trying to read the leaves at the bottom. Pondering their existence. Right. And I, I must admit that, that I originally made contact with Jane, my wife now, when I was, um, we were both working at the same law firm. She was um, in the library. Uh-huh. I think they call them information officers, you know, just okay. to make it sound more interesting. And, and, and she was upset. Why was she upset? Uh, well, um, I, actually, I forget. <laughs> but I do remember showing some sympathy for her. Yes. Like asking a, you know, a, a chivalrous question and not ignoring the, the upset. And that's what got us talking. That was the first time we had any interaction. And, and mm. you know, so... One thing led to another, and then we've been married all these years now. So, um, and did you ever return the books? <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't like that um, at this law library. They used to print things off from machines. I see. Although I did make a joke. Funny enough, I, I was a very low-grade person in this law firm. I joined it as a what today would be called a trainee solicitor. Well, you know how the song goes. I started from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> started from the bottom. Now we're know the song is that a seduction song or a career advice song oh, Look, um, take it as you will i started the in-house magazine because i wasn't very powerful you know being just the lowly 
trainee solicitor, or to, in those days it was actually called Articled Clerk. Although... So it was a magazine at the law firm yeah, I started and a social this... club at uni. Yeah, yeah, I was quite active like that. I didn't, I've never accepted the world as I found it. You know, I always thought we should strive for better. Yes, always. That's why we had that podcast about I'm okay being so against my instincts. Ah. So I started up a um, magazine called Backchat, which was my power base. Because mm. if people were nasty to me, I could trash them in, in my in my firm wide magazine called Backchat. And Jane did a lot of the, you know, she's a great artist. Yes. Uh, she did the. Uh, the artwork on which you could see on Homespun Wisdom. Yes, that's uh, right. she did a lot of the artwork um, uh, for that magazine, and hilariously, it, it did get me into some enormous scrapes, uh, which I enjoyed thoroughly. But I mean, the, the the point I was trying to make is that if you find somebody in distress, yeah, particularly an attractive young lady, you know, what do you do? And what I do thought, you do? well, what do you do? And I thought that would be a subject that we could discuss today. Yes, because I'm often a damsel in distress and I'm just left feeling stressed so well I mean actually there's a little postscript to the story about Jane and the library right because after we had both left that firm it was turned into a hotel they turned the building into a hotel and and, and I'm not sure I think it was something like a crown plaza or whatever and I suggested to Jane that we go into the hotel with a with a map of of the floor plan Mm. And then identify where the library had been under the old arrangement. Oh. And book that room and then do what we never did at the time, which was make mad, passionate love in the library. Ah. You know, she was supposed to take I off her glasses. To say, Return all the books. <laughs> <laughs> I think I lost my library card. So, you know, that's the point where she you know, unclips her hair and turns it from side to side and it falls lightly over her shoulders your hair just tossed so nicely as he did that <laughs> takes off her glasses and in a reversal of the normal arrangement where i say as she takes off her glasses my word you're so beautiful she takes off her glasses and says to me my Shit. word you're beautiful because <laughs> <laughs> her vision isn't that great without the glasses i don't need to explain my jokes anymore we've <laughs> got past that stage so yes what do you do when you when you see a damsel in distress and this could be you know somebody you know, just having a bad day, somebody you don't know, mm. um, somebody stuck at the side of the road, even. Yes. Let's agree our terms. What is the word, what does the word damsel mean? According to the online dictionary. Yes. It means, oh God, I've forgotten, an it's unmarried married, woman. Yes, an unmarried woman. Yes, and, a and, damsel, yes. And the word maiden. which Maiden, uh, an unmarried young girl. No, not young I mean, girl, young woman or girl. <laughs> or it's a cricket term for an over in which no runs are scored. Yes, I think that's probably a bit sexist, you know, in the sense that there's a sense that a maiden is also a virgin, if I may put it that way. I mean, there's obviously a slight difference between unmarried mm. and being a virgin. And do I need to explain that to you? Because you apparently have been going through a long dry period. <laughs> I beg your pardon, <laughs> You don't know what shenanigans I get up to I when see. I'm not in your presence. Well, yes, I suppose that sign above your bed is you know, somewhat confusing with what I had believed. Okay, okay. Me in here. Anyway, right, so, look, you know, anyhow, I'm, you... so what does distress mean? Oh, Other no, words I... for distress. No, I don't think we need to go into, you know... Yes, endless... we should. Distress is upset. What does it say? Suffering, misery, agony... A mean state of being in great trouble. Do you, do you remember on a previous podcast, I said that my kryptonite, the thing that reduces me to a blubbering mess, 
mm. is female tears. Right. Do you remember I said that? I don't know. You don't. Don't you ever listen to anything I say? Well, you're just always thinking of what you want to say next so you can jump in. I don't even listen to myself. I just zone out, Daniel. Well, I do. <laughs> I'm sure some of our more avid listeners, the ones that want to criticise our continuity, you know how mm. there are some that say, oh, no, no, you said the other thing last week. Um, anyway. So you say a crying female reduces yep. you to... A, a blubbering mess. I mean, I can't maintain a normal you know rational objective view and we discussed it how in, much crying do, do, do they you, need do you not to be we doing? discussed it in relation to that that jury work that i did yes and i, I was mean, trying to do my jury man service okay. whilst whilst ignoring the tears and it was quite hard oh yes upsetting for me yes so i mean you know when i see a, a, a female a, a woman as i think a woman yes is the correct you, one yes, i do apologize in distress you know i i can't pretend that it's not happening, you know, and my every instinct in me, every jangling nerve end is saying, help this person. Mm. And I think that the, you know, when it, there was a lot of discussion about this when they wanted to have um, women in the army serving alongside men. One of the arguments that, that the old guard, you know, who didn't want women would, would use is that men have this instinct to protect women. Right. And that if you were in a in a battle situation, yes, and a woman was in danger or exposed or vulnerable, that the man would then do something not sensible, huge risk and danger to save her. You know that would be the instinctive hmm. or instinctual, whichever is the right word. I'm sure we'll get a ton of correspondence about that uh, reaction. So you know there there is this sense that men respond to that vulnerability. Um, in that way and I, I think there's a, a wider point to discuss here maybe about whether women like to make themselves vulnerable as a way of attracting men I mean you mm. said to me Sarah that men don't like strong women yes I don't believe they do not too strong a woman strong in some sense like well arm wrestling strong arm wrestling pop three babies out at one time strong like yeah keep them up when they're feeling down strong but the kind of oh i can lift this by myself i don't need you or i can open this jar by myself i don't need you or mm. make me do a you... cup of tea actually no i'll do it myself like i am now learning to be a vulnerable woman <laughs> so about how, how do you you know you're an actress right well, an actor, I am. a performer i like to so call what, are, what are the key elements of showing vulnerability and distress how, how would you put on a great distressed performance that would attract the passing chivalrous male i think that that's a word we should look at as well because the other side of this is chivalry mm. that dying art where the chaps do the right thing i think we all need to uh take a moment and go back and watch some 1940s films and yeah. just see how the women they're, they're, elegantly they're, just... all, they're all being banned i mean gone with the wind has been banned because uh. of some portrayal or other Although, funny enough, if you, you they, they ban films that were made in that, you know, let's call it, insensitive way originally. Right. But now, if you make a period film today, yes, in the same, you know, set in the same time, you're allowed for the people to be sexist and racist and smoke themselves stupid and, and behave in a way that that would, you know, if it had been made at the time, it'd probably be banned today, because you're you're doing it knowing. Apparently, this is the, the difference. Okay. This is why they made programs like Men, um, Life on Mars. You know, it was I thought you were going to say men behaving badly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
you can go back and you can change the way people behave and and you know mad men the advertising right. one you know because yeah. they they were all, they're, they're true to the 50s yes um, i think we talked about this in, in passing the other day but anyway so tell me what the key ingredients of a damsel or maiden in distress would be from an acting point of view what, what are you gonna are there tears no just a quivering voice and maybe just two teardrops because you're trying to fight back you're trying to be strong yet vulnerable at the same time Mm -hmm. but you don't want to look like a because sometimes if you appear too weak yeah some men can't deal with that either right right so you have to have that fine balance tell me about body posture body language you know head position um are you are, are we is this person sitting down slumped forward or um, no, they will be draped along a chaise lounge and just hand on forehead. Oh, my dear, I can't go on. Yeah, you know, I, I thought about correcting you when you make mistakes, but oh, I, I don't think I would now? get much sympathy from our audience. Go for it. Well, it's chaise longue, actually. Chaise longue, longue, not chaise longue. Wow, I'm a bit of an old Rodney here, just down the road from Peckham, isn't it? <laughs> Monstote, so I, I, I think a lot of people just say, oh, "I don't like that Daniel guy." I'm, I'm with Sarah on this. I think they, that's what I just did. You see, because apparently in life you can either be right or you can be loved. Okay, that's what my elder brother taught me. That's fine. You know, so if I criticise my wife too much because I'm, I think I'm right. Yeah. You know, I, I win the argument and I lose her love and affection. Well, Daniel, what's I... the deal? Mm. You just have to pick the right people to correct and so, Lane, help. Let's, let's not... Because my, in my profession, if I'm not told something isn't right, I'll continue doing it wrong. So therefore, the director or whoever is not doing their job. Okay. Well. So you can tell me. Plus, yeah. All about where you're from, isn't it? Tomato, tomato, potato, potato. Should we just yeah. call the whole thing off? Um, no, we've got another 20 minutes to go. Okay. Oh, sorry, that was a different question. <laughs> uh, so, Sarah, yeah. you're taking me through how I would recognise a, a damsel in distress. I mean, what mm. are the key indicators? And that's also one of my my uh, helpless woman acts. If I come across as a little bit dim. <laughs> the dumb blonde. It's difficult for you, actually, for various reasons. <laughs> and mainly because you're not dumb. <laughs> or blonde. Or <laughs> well, mainly because you're not blonde, actually. But uh, thanks. I read. I read that uh, joke. I should have said because you're not blonde. Yeah, I think they knew. Don't what you, were you know, as in the joke is, don't act the dumb blonde. You're not blonde. Mm. But I, it's good I to act so dumb, and I do it that. with one of my friends, and then they just go off on a little rant of trying to give me all their intellectual jargon, and I'm like, oh, okay, carry on. And then they'll say, oh, go and look it up online. And I'm like, no, I prefer hearing it from you. Yeah. Well, Plus it makes them feel like the mm. all-knowing oracle. Do you know the way that women defeat men with brains? How's that? Show some cleavage. Ah. I mean, men, when they see cleavage, just, it all disappears. And what if you don't have a cleavage? Do you show your ribs? <laughs> you have to find Play some other way. Dun, 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 dun. I remember we went to a dinner sort of works type outing mm. years ago and jane was wearing quite a revealing beautiful dress and she has got a great rack i've seen rack yeah <laughs> she doesn't like me using that expression but okay sorry jane but you Bosom. do you do and um and she was wearing a revealing 
dress showing her décolletage. And she was at the other end of the table from me, so I couldn't actually hear the conversation. But we mm. were with some Greeks, actually. Um, yes, may not be true of all Greeks, but at some point in the dinner, she yeah. was with people she didn't know. And she said, look, do you think you could possibly look me in the eyes rather than at my tits? At some point, you know, and, and if, I love how direct Jane is. Yes, I think, um, I think you know that that changed the the mood a little bit. Mm. Um, she might not have used the word tits. Oh, I probably said something like knockers actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Jane, forgive me when I get home. Um, <laughs> now, um, yes. Yeah, so, in fact, you know, men when they see a beautiful woman, because sometimes there's this assumption that beautiful women are not as smart mm. as uglier women. Yeah, but actually. When men are concerned, it's not that they think that a beautiful woman is less intelligent, it's that they become less intelligent in the company of beautiful women because they're thinking about all the wrong things and looking in all the wrong places. And I think that happens with women as well. Sometimes they just become a little bit... Yeah, fixated. Yes, because I'm highly intelligent, but when in the presence of other intelligent people, I... Mm. Well, you know, the, the sexual focus, as it's called, has mm. changed over time. So if you look at dress mm. and, and so forth, fashions over time, you know, the, the place that the dress is trying to make you look at changes. So that can be, you know, the crutch, right. can be the hips, uh-huh. can be the, the um, bosom. The ankles. Thank God I thought of the right word. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah, you know, the, and, and the cuts and styling and, and so forth. And, and then the, the wider sense of what is the the thing that is the most revealing of, you know, the attributes you're looking for, that you mm. can sort of extrapolate. Is that the word? It's a bit of a long word. But, you know, you can guess or indicate what the rest of the body is going to be like right. know, from what you can see and judge. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there have been some very unhelpful uh, designers, fashion designers uh, over the years. Um, one who came up with a dress called the sack dress. He was oh, Spanish. Yes. What was his name? Balenciaga or something. Okay. Uh, he came up with a sack dress, which was just really unhelpful to us guys, you mm. know, because you're looking for some in in you know. All you're left with is, is the ankles. You know, if a girl has thick ankles. Yeah, but they can come up short or b- below the knee. But they were great for women because you could go out for dinner and thoroughly enjoy yourself. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Well, I mean, there is some indication. Buffet is all I need to say. <laughs> I mean, there are there are all sorts of relationships in the body. The golden rules. I remember when I was being measured up for uh, sports um, equipment at school. Mm. Um, the lady wanted to know what size um, socks I needed, and actually, what she measured was the distance from my wrist to the crook of my elbow yes. to get my foot size. Yeah, that's correct. And I never realised that there was a relationship there. Yes, twice round your neck is once round your waist. Yeah, your arm span is your height. Right. Well, there, there we go. You see, there, there are all these measures. And, and so basically, I'm not sure how this is related to damsels in distress. But I suppose if you're going to spend time on a damsel in distress, you should be, you know, marriageable material, because that's a good time to wheedle your way into her affections. Mm. So maybe us chaps should, you know, when, when seeing the, as you so nicely described them, the, you know, the, the, the key signs of a damsel in distress, should then just look at the ankle and say, no, I can never live with those thick ankles. Um, mm. You know, and thick ankles mean thick ankles are else. called cankles. It's <laughs> 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 my friend Sarah used to call. I mean, them if that's all you've got to go on, you know, that, because everything else is so loose fit, or, or mm. you know, then because um, there is some relationship, you know. I mean, generally, girls who are a bit stick thin don't have great, you know, 
aren't well endowed, are they? Tis not true. <laughs> In what way? I know many slender girls with ample bosom. Have they um, done something to nope. assist them? Naturally. Do they eat a lot of salmon to get the oestrogen level up? I've no idea what they do. How do you know they didn't augment their um, appearance in some way? Because they were too young. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I see. This was before the age of 16 or something, or 18. Uh, before 18, 20. Okay. So look, here we are. There's a damsel in distress. Now, there are, there are some real classics on there. The, the, the lady standing by her car with a puncture in, in the lay-by. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole, whole word lay-by is just... It's not unhelpful in this, isn't it? Should we call it the hard shoulder? Well, they're both very different. To lay by is something else than hard shoulders. I mean, when I've been travelling in Italy, they, they seems to be ladies who clearly are looking for, you know, something extra, just waiting under a parasol in lay bys. Mm. Maybe they call them something else in Italian. Where's uh, Marco when you need him? <laughs> indeed. And that is not a, a damsel in distress. That is a, a, a woman looking to make some money. Okay. It's a bit sort of awkward. A curb crawler. Oh, no, that's the person in the car. Yeah, it's a bit awkward when you have children and you have to explain what, what's going on in some of these situations. In fact, the synagogue we used to go to mm-hmm. in um, Streatham right. used to be right by a, a street, one street back from the main strip. You know Streatham's got this enormous long strip. One yes. street back, um, parallel to it, there was a, a, a road right leading up to the synagogue where all these girls would parade themselves. Ah, Waiting for a nice Orthodox Jew to come walking down with their, what do you call no, those it wasn't, curls? it wasn't Orthodox, it was oh. liberal. Oh, was it? But it was quite awkward, you know, it was quite awkward. Why is it awkward? Well, because, you know, if you go on a Friday night, you shouldn't be thinking about, you know. Anyway, look, you're, getting, you're, you're trying to embarrass me, it won't work. <laughs> yeah. are, those, are those ladies in distress, would you say? They often No, have... they're women in power. Well, some of them... Don't have great backstories. Some of them, yes. Yeah, some of them don't have great backstories, but there sex are the... workers, it's an actual... Yeah, but not the ones standing on the street, I don't think. Uh, I'm not sure. I guess they, they have their own way of marketing. Hmm. Now, um, look, what do you think about a lady stopped by a car with the bonnet up or puncture or some obvious... Um, problem like that do you think men should stop for well at first i think well why didn't she drop history and do the manufacturing and technical <laughs> service yeah course? well you, you know, i'm <laughs> referencing jane here my <laughs> wife who is amazing at practical stuff she stopped several times i know to help mm. guys who didn't know what to do about changing a wheel oh i mean you know how you grow up yeah and don't know how to change a wheel it's crazy it is crazy yes my dad pointed out in the basics that you should know and then also i did drop history at school to do the manufacturing and technical services do you, do you think there's a change of... oil and oh, tires yeah. and all sorts sorry I, I was a bit quick to jump in there mm. um but then even though i do know how to do that or have a rough idea yeah i'll just be like if some guy wants to come over and help i'll just take a step back let him well, have a look if but, he isn't too sure, I'd be like, oh, shouldn't that actually be used to jack that up? And then you just use the spanner and just twizzle are that you, round. Are you putting on your Marilyn Monroe accent? Well, don't you? Yes. Well, there is actually um, a, a great seduction technique. Well, it um, could be Minnie Mouse. Great seduction technique. So the, here's the classic situation. Mm-hmm. Girls pulled over. Right. With the hood up. With yes. The bonnet up. Uh-huh. Actually, the bonnet is an article of clothing, isn't it? I, I meant the Perhaps, metal yes. thing. Yes, yes, yes. In case there was any confusion. 
Uh, and um, we've got and, an intellectual audience. Yes, we do. All twenty-seven of them. Um, actually, it's going up dramatically. Have you noticed? It is. Now focus. Bonnet. Bonnet. Now the guy stops, and the fan belt has broken. Oh. Do you know what the answer is? Do you know how you temporarily repair a car with a broken fan belt? Take your belt off and... No, <laughs> I don't no. know how to do the You do belt. it with a stocking. Oh, you I was You ask the that. young lady to remove her stockings. Ah. Now, she can do this in a particularly, you know, provocative manner, of course. In the old days, mm. back in the old days, you would unclip the, um, what do they call them, you know, the suspender belts yes. and clips that held up the, the stocking. And she would, you know, unclip it by hiking up. First of all, she'd have to hike mm. up the... The, but those belts are no longer needed because stockings have they, that they sticky have stuff. They dim ups. Yes, okay. And not many people wear stockings. No, but I'm, I'm just giving you a, yes, a, a okay. vision yes, okay. from keep... my experience of life. So right. you know that this is the great thing. You can help. Mm. Frankly, even if the fan belt hasn't broken, <laughs> you would still ask her to remove her stockings. <laughs> in, uh. in, and, you know, in some sort of um, fake suggestion that this might be useful to you know like a filter or something yeah but anyway sorry i'm getting a little bit out of hand here but yeah effectively you can replace the sand belt with a stocking you can tie it between the pulley the engine and the. And how do you and... replace the stocking <laughs> you, you have to assume that you don't need a stocking for a few minutes you know that you just because they're expensive stockings well you've got a choice haven't you stay there stuck you know or, or slip off something I mean, this whole idea of men saying to women would you like to slip into something more comfortable mm. um which is often and then she comes out with a hoodie and some joggers i mean that's the other classic isn't it you take you know you, you save a woman maybe she's you know been hurt or, or wet or you know distressed in some way you, you take her in yeah off the street and then you suggest that she slips into something more comfortable yeah you know, which is another ploy I mean, I, what, I think what I'm trying so to say like here. By Belen- <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to say here is that, that, that you know there are men who take advantage of the woman mm. damsel in distress situation. Yes. They think that when she's vulnerable uh-huh. and emotional, yeah. that they can wheedle their way into her affections and mm. and encourage her to you know remove unnecessary articles of clothing, maybe have a shower, and, and then she comes out in whatever you give her to wear because she you know she's not in. In her domestic environment, so right. you know, like your a very, fantasies a, really do run a very, wild, a don't very, they, Daniel? A, a very skimpy towel. As we've been saying on our on our promo tour, Daniel's trying to finish my education, and I'm trying to make him a modern, sensitive man. But as you can hear, all my efforts are just not working. Well, the thing is, I, I have this sort of huge library of stuff that, that can't be deleted. I mean, if I had one wish in life yes it's that the brain would have a restore factory settings button you mm. know i mean it just, my brain is so polluted now yes with stuff that uh-huh. if i did have a restore factory settings you know how you get that with bits of equipment yeah. i don't know what i did i know what settings i you know just press restore factory settings and i'll, I'll start again you, know, yes. you, you get there don't but you but somewhere deep in the hard drive everything's still kept well maybe but i i I'm, i would be severely you know severely tempted if if mm. i had a restore factory settings just wipe out all my bad deeds all the Terrible things I've done, the things that give me a conscience, keep me up at night. Um, all of that, I, I might just take the Restore Factory Settings button and just make myself into a fresh, young, angelic, unblemished I'm, person again. I've now just got thoughts of Buzz Lightyear when they reset him. Do and they? Then, yes. What happens to him, though? 
uh, he forgot who he was. I think he started to speak another language, but mm. his friends were still trying to save him. He, he became a bit of a baddie, actually. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. So it could have un, untold consequences, unforeseen consequences, the mm-hmm. restoring factory settings. Yes. Well, look, Sarah, let's try and bring this back to the to the damsel in distress. I mean, given the modern age, and this is where you, as you say, try and bring me up to date, you know, yes. I, I do appreciate your valiant efforts. Thank you. Largely unsuccessful. But, <laughs> yes. You know, let's not give up. You know, what, what's the current state of affairs between men and women when, well, let's take it either way. Either of them is showing Maybe distress. it's back to the bystander effect. What, you just ignore it because you think somebody else will do something? Yeah. Yeah. But have you ever been the benefit beneficiary of... Um, somebody taking thing you were in distress and, and and doing something nice you know uh not that i can recall and have you ever intervened the other way around oh i'm always helping people out yes yeah. yes so, and what, what do they do they like it's my savior complex as i've got going on uh do they appreciate wait, 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 it wait, wait, i'm interested what's the savior complex i just made that up on the spot really yes then maybe you didn't just make it up on the spot maybe the fact you thought of it i just thought of it then yeah but you didn't just think of it it came from somewhere yeah because Where? i'm always helping people you're a helpful person i'm a very helpful you're, person, you're minded to be helpful yeah have you ever held the door for a guy so that he didn't have to open it Yes. You have? Yes. All right. Anything else you want to reference as a... Carried their massage couch down the stairs, <laughs> helped them with bags and suitcases, yep. pushed a car, all yep. sorts. Right. Mm. right. I had this amazing experience, actually, talking about cars and, and distress. I, I was in Dolly, which for anyone that hasn't been keeping up with our podcast, is my 50-year-old red VW camper van. Very beautiful specimen she is. And I was driving her the other day and she broke down in Greenwich um, on the way back to the garage I was taking her to and um, as she was breaking down I saw this guy pass who I recognised and we, there was a slight nod of recognition and, and he obviously had then pulled up uh, stopped his car and pulled up and helped me push Dolly to the side of the road so I could yeah. call the RAC and everything and I thanked him and he went on his way and then about 10 minutes later he came back with a coffee and a sausage roll from Greg's you know to which I said, Greg's, what are you thinking, mate? No, of course, I was um, duly appreciative. Uh, it was just so nice, a random act of kindness. That's that's not totally what we're talking about. There is this... No, but you were a damsel in distress. <laughs> were your it, it, ankles exposed that day, Daniel? <laughs> he measured my waist, actually, which probably wasn't very flattering. Oh, uh, but yes, you were, you were in need and I someone know. came to your rescue. Well, when he talked... When he asked me to take my stockings off, I thought, you know, you're getting a little far, my friend. Mm. When the fan melt goes on one of those um, VWs, it's, it's it's not as easy as you think. You've got to do all sorts of stuff. We're all mm. trained, of course. Anyone who has one of those. You really need more knows batty then, don't you? You have to lock the engine and get a 32-millimeter wrench on the on the alternator mm. nut. So it's, you know, you don't have to know. We all carry a spare fan belt as well. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So, we were trying to work out whether you've done anything else or been the recipient. I mean, I, I like to think that I'm old school. I try and keep the gate open, the door open. Mm. And, I mean, only the other day we were in the park, Jane and I, on a daily walk, and there's some um, gated areas where yeah. dogs aren't allowed and so on. Right. One's the flower garden, and there's a gate which swings back. 
So it has to be held open against the oh, spring force. And... There's a classic scene in yeah. a film called Uptown Girls with Brittany Murphy. Yeah. And uh, the kid does not hold the door open for her nanny. Right. She just shouts, swing in door! And it goes storm <laughs> smacks her in the face. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, I mean, see, there we were um, in opening the gate. Jane... No, I opened the gate and held it against the spring for Jane to go through. Mm. But whilst I was there, there were a couple of girls approaching and it would have been sort of rude to let it go back because they were that close. You know, yeah. there's a judgment call, isn't there? If they're far away, you could let it go. But if they're that close and you, and you let it swing back, it's kind of like, wait a minute. You know, that's sort yeah. of rude. So I, I sat there and held it open and it took them a few seconds to go through. And they didn't acknowledge it. They didn't nod. Yeah. Didn't say anything. In fact, I was going to let it go. But Jane said something, you know, sarcastic. Like, yeah. About not saying thank you. Oh, yes. You have to call them out. Yeah. Yeah, hold them back on time to let them through. And they just... And I think the, the whole... Too entitled. No. I mean, the, the whole area of chivalry has just degraded enormously. But yeah. Partly because people don't say thank you. Yes. You know, and that, that applies to driving, which is on a whole other subject, when you let somebody out mm. or do something. Just giving them a little twink with the headlights yeah. or a little flash of the, of the um, double blinkers. What are they called? When you put both indicators on. Flasher. No, whatever it is. <laughs> I like, think yeah, now, just... the emergency. Oh, light. okay, yes, the hazard oh, light. Hazard, that's it. But then also, you don't need to be in the moment to be rescued or acknowledged or whatever. You, Like, for instance, I was saying to my friend, oh, I slipped in the park. And I was, the dog, I was with the dog and she'd gone down the slope but couldn't see her ball. So I went after her to get her in the right direction and I thought this could be slippy but never did I actually think I would fall and I did I legs up in the air smack with my elbow whacked my hip somehow bruised my fingers as well all in this mm. I'd, I just... pay, I'd pay to do all that to you <laughs> and I just lay on the floor for a moment the dog came jumping up at me to see if I was okay I was just like give me a moment it's Jesse dog this is Jesse dog oh right and I get home, I tell my housemate, and one of them said, well, that was your own fault, wasn't it? I was like, I just want a little bit of, oh, are you okay? But no, oh, it's your own fault. You only have yourself to blame. Well, that's not a nice thing to say, is it? No, it when isn't. You, you know, people don't like to be told that. Apparently in business life, mm. and I had a problem with this the other day, if you, if you give some advice yeah. and they don't follow it, Mm. And then it all goes wrong. Yeah. You, what what you must never say is, I told you so. Oh, yeah. No one wants to hear that. No. No one wants to be reminded. That's not very chivalrous. Mm. Um, what else about relations between us chaps and you girls that um, that has changed in modern times? I mean, everyone pays their way these days, do they? Is it 50-50 going Dutch? Uh, oh, I mean, well. Or do you treat each from... other in, in, in turn? You know. I mean, if it's a first a first date, yeah, you go Dutch. Mm. If it's is that because or... there's a moral hazard if one pays that there's an expectation that you know. Well, could you imagine if you're going on hundreds of first dates and you're paying for the people that you're never going to see again? Well, how do you know they're going to meet only a first date? You I kind mean, of know if you want to see someone again. So if you know like you don't, first... why would you volunteer to pay? Wow. Well, Out of guilt. Maybe guilt. Maybe you're a mug. Yeah. Maybe she's already hinted that she's not paying. Or oh, yeah. I forgot my purse. I don't know. But uh... is there a moral hazard in not in not paying your way that it creates an expectation 
that uh, from the, whoever is doing the paying, and I'm not saying it's either the man or the woman because it can be either way these days, mm. that that's going to dictate the um, requirements <laughs> of how the relationship develops. That you know, it's created an expectation. Mm, I don't know. I've always offered to pay half and now, what look a, where I am. <laughs> what about when the distress is alcohol-based? Right. You know, somebody has had too much to drink. How does that affect our discussion? Somebody's in distress because they're drunk, basically. Mm. What's the right thing to do there? Mm, make sure that, that person gets home okay. Put them in a black cab, pay the driver for the likely cost of the journey. Yeah. And ask him to wait till she's indoors and the door is shut. Yes, but don't forget, cab drivers can also be rapists. Yeah, well, there was one, wasn't there? Mm. What a bastard. Yes. What a complete bastard. Because he corrupted but that I one sanctuary that, that had existed. Yeah. Which is, you know, you get in the... If you take a mini cab that's Or even cruising, the bus, my you know, friends... Then you, you're, you're taking your life in your hands. But a black cab was always, you know, you're safe when you're in a black cab. Yeah. And for him to exploit that... Just mm. totally destroy that trust yeah. is I think you know, the, the thought that the parole board were going to let him out I mean what is wrong with those people crazy but no my friend had a cousin who was molested on a bus as well the night bus just stopped and well who knows but it's well, there always there. Well, yeah. not in those days but uh, it's always nice to say text me when you've got home let me know you've got there safe yep yeah. That. So chivalry same. isn't isn't dead, and a damsel in distress and a chap in distress. You know, mm. you should, particularly if you think you might fancy them based on what you can see. Mm. You know, it's a good good way to to make contact. You know, particularly for any of you that are finding the first move difficult. You know, then that that's a that's an easy easy um, way of breaking the ice. Yeah, maybe. You don't seem too convinced. I'm not sure this is very good advice. What was the advice? <laughs> Looking for somebody in distress. Oh, yes. But not taking advantage of their drunkenness. That is bad. Yes. Now, Sarah. Daniel. I know we tried to inject some homespun wisdom into this. A bit of a kind of last-minute ditched effort to rescue <laughs> this, this my, episode. My mum will let us know whether there's any wisdom from, in there or not. It's just been you and me discussing anything that came into our well, idiotic Well, it's neighbourly chat, isn't it? It is. And it, it sounded a bit forced when I tried to turn it into something useful. I mean, just, just forget everything we said, but, you know, make up your own mind. But, yeah, we're all human beings and we shouldn't lose sight of our humanity. When somebody's in distress, do what is the right thing and don't take advantage of them. Yes. Always offer to help. Indeed. Because it's good to offer and be told no than to not offer and just wonder, did that person ever... Get yeah. It yeah. And this this goes straight back to our Good Samaritan story, which is in our very first ever podcast. Mm. Not passing by. Yes. Not passing by and you know, making sure that all the right things have been done before you go on your way. Okay. So Sarah, I think you want to do the you know, bring this to a close. Wow. Thank you very much everyone for listening once again. Please like, subscribe, share. And you can leave a review as well. Only a good one. We only, we, we only accept five-star reviews. We delete the other. <laughs> we don't. But anyhow, thank you for your time. Until next time, ciao for now. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>